1: It's time to accelerate. Hi, this is Andy. Welcome to another edition of Frontline Friday with my regular and very special guest, Bridget Gleason. Now, before we get to the show, Bridget and I have a favorite ask of you. we really appreciate it if you took the time right now to leave a review for this show on iTunes. And while you're there, click the button, subscribe to Accelerate. Make sure you get Frontline Friday automatically each week. Also, we need to hear from you. More specifically, we need your sales questions. I mean, what can we answer for you? What challenges do you have that we can help you with? So go to accelerate.fm forward slash frontline and enter your question there. Each month, we're going to select one listener's question to be the question of the month. And the winner will receive a $50 Amazon gift card. So remember, go to accelerate.fm forward slash frontline to give us your question and maybe win 50 bucks. So, Bridget, how are you today?
2: You know the answer.
1: Should I stop asking? You know asking? the answer? Should I stop asking? No,
2: no, no, no. Keep asking. I'm doing excellent. Okay. I'm doing excellent. It's great. Fantastic. Beautiful, sunny, fantastic. Couldn't be better.
1: So people are going to listen to the show. And it's Friday. It's Friday. So, But people are going to listen to the show and wonder, you know are there ever any clouds in Bridget Gleason's life?
2: Oh my God, yes, there are clouds all the time. okay. every d- yeah, there are always yeah, there are clouds, lots of clouds, 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 yes, lots of clouds. <laughs>
1: have, have you and looked the- at clouds from both sides?
2: <laughs> it sounds like a song. <laughs> Somebody should write it. Um, yeah, there are clouds it It just takes more effort when there are clouds to find the sun that's shining through. So, but there are definitely clouds.
1: But it's always worth don't, the effort.
2: Don't let anybody. I, no one should ever be deceived that I'm always like sunny and <laughs> up. Uh, there are days that I come in. There's a, It was uh, last week and, or the week before.
1: And, and people cringe when they see you walk in. It's like, oh no, Bridget's in a lower
2: No, 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 no. They usually they, they can't always tell. But uh, I walked into the the sales team. It was maybe one day last week or the week before. And I said, I just want you guys to know. I am in a really bad mood. Okay. <laughs> and I said that the universe is not cooperating. Like I have certain things I want them to line up, do, and you know what? Everything is not organizing in the way that I would like it to be organized. Okay. And I feel very frustrated. So I give you my permission right now to, to, to like plug your ears, whatever. If I bark, just know I'm having a bad day. I just want to put that out there.
1: Mm-hmm. Walk so softly. I,
2: I to, yeah, I just try. To, I try to let people know. Give them a yeah. heads up.
1: Okay. Well, have you ever? Have you ever like uh, been in a running a sales meeting, like pounded the table with your fists?
2: No, I'm not a fist pounder. But there, there are sales meetings I've run where it's clear. God, when I'm not. Oh boy, when I'm not, when I'm mad or mm-hmm. something displeases me.
1: Tell us. Tell us. Mm,
2: no, there, there's no mistake. There's no mistake. Like it's 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 not. You don't wonder, you know. Okay, and it's my face. Like you can't see it here because we're on a podcast. But my face, I couldn't play. I couldn't win poker. I can play, but I lose because my face says it all. The tone of my voice. I am short. It's clipped. I'm also very direct.
1: Is this so weird for to ask your sons about this? They would say, "Oh yeah, that's (laughs) we recognize that."
2: yeah I think my sons would also say yeah. i don't i don't I don't get angry very often, but it's not pretty when i do, yeah, and it's not it's not that I'm not a rager like i I'm not a loud, angry person. It's just when somebody doesn't get angry a lot when they're displeased there's a like a, 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 a like it's it's very contained mm. but i don't get angry but I don't get angry very often,
1: so have you ever worked for somebody that was a rager? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't I don't do well with it. Yeah, me neither. I don't do well with it. I don't do well with Ragers in general. So it's probably why I don't, because it's not a style that is very motivating to, well, <laughs> to, no. to me.
1: Yeah. I, I, so I worked it doesn't
2: one. help me do my best work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I, I worked for this one company we got acquired by a, a bigger company we were based in California, they are based on the East Coast, and I don't know, but maybe five, six months after we got acquired, the acquiring company got a new president. And where I really liked (laughs) the guy that led the acquisition of of us, this guy who came in was, yeah, a rager. I mean, he's the type of guy, I'd I'd seen him (laughs) make people Cry at executive staff meetings, right? Mm. When they're up giving the presentation, mm. and, and and I was like, "Yeah, this is not my style at all." I mean, first of all, it was, it was just petty and vindictive, and there was absolutely no reason for it. You know, you could accomplish everything you wanted to accomplish without resorting to that type of behavior. Yeah, for me, it it motivated me to. At that time, I was <laughs> I was running international sales for this company, so yeah, I just. Scheduled to be out of the country every month when he had his staff meeting.
2: <laughs> it's sometimes sometimes you got to figure out those strategies. Yeah, what's going to work?
1: Yeah, so it's going to work? So finally, when it, after I don't know about a year and a half or so, I think I attended like one, and uh, he sent one of his emissaries out to California to talk to me. And it was oh like, yeah, I was like, so you know, Andy, if you, if you plan on being. Part of this team, you really got to start coming to the meetings. And I said, "Well, there you go." (laughs) And uh, and I was—I had already received some some calls from a number of companies that wanted my services. So I was soon out the door. That made it easy. That made it easy. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's just like how could people? How could people act this way? And the odd thing was, was that he had this cadre of about three or four of the VPs. Who he also abused? Who were I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what the syndrome is, but they loved this guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're exceedingly loyal, but he treated them badly too. And I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I didn't get that.
2: Well, there must be something. You know, there must be something there. My experience with people who rage—it's they can be amazing individuals but they haven't learned really how to master sort of that set of a em- kind of a set of emotions and they get triggered and they go somewhere else so it's tough i mean it's it's not it it, it doesn't surprise me necessarily that that this individual had people who were loyal to him um but i because there can be, re- I, I know some people who I've worked with who are ragers, who I love, mm. I really care about. Um, it's just they can't get out of their own way. They can't get out of their own way. They haven't figured out how to do that yet. So I have a lot of compassion for it, but I don't want to work for that person. And it, it, it doesn't, there was an executive coach who said to me once that you know, you really need to be, Bridget, in a place where you can do your best work. And for me, I don't do my best work in the presence of a rager. Mm-hmm. I just don't do my best work.
1: Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Yeah, I've I've been very fortunate. I just had that that one period of time where I worked for people or a person like that. Otherwise, yeah, for for the part of my career, I was actually working for other companies. Actually, no. God, oh gosh, I forgot. Yeah, this one startup I worked for back in the valley and long, long time ago was run by a guy who was insane, and I didn't realize that at the time because I, I'd, I'd met him when I was interviewing. But I was the VP that hired me was a good friend, and we'd worked at another company. I'd worked with him at another company, and so I really trusted him. And and it really wasn't until I got in there <laughs> about a month and I was like. Oh yeah, this is not the right decision. <laughs> because this guy, just insane. Absolutely insane. A Rager of the worst, the worst degree. God, I can't I mm. completely blocked that from my mind. Mm. Um <laughs> he was you think about this, and you everybody's probably has stories about this, but so a startup. We were watching money, obviously, and and but his mandate was that when we traveled, we absolutely had to travel the least expensive way possible. Oh, dear. So, and this was a while ago. This was before the internet. So, we weren't making our own travel plans. We were always going through a travel agent that was, the travel agent was related to him somehow, either through him or his wife. I can't remember what the connection was. But, so I just remember once taking a flight from
2: Oh, dear. Oh, dear.
1: From San Francisco to Omaha that had five stops.
2: You, you're kidding me.
1: No. that's
2: No, you would think they would charge more for that because oh, no. the up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Well, that's the
1: thing. We were going more north and south working our way west oh, than we were, or working our way east than we were going and east. And the
2: time, obviously, nobody took into any calculation of time unless your time was like, you know, $2.99 an hour. But it just seems like what a waste.
1: Yeah. So I remember, let's see, I remember, I think we started in San Francisco. I think we were in. Like Seattle, Spokane, <laughs> maybe Salt Lake City, crazy Denver, and then somewhere else between. I don't. There, I'm not really sure there is anything but Denver and Omaha, but somehow we made some other stop, and it was just like this was not crazy. Unusual. This is not unusual. And then hotels were the same thing. So, you know, business travel. Uh, I remember once staying in New York in a hotel that that I was just frightened. <laughs> really good travel. I've traveled all over the world. Well, the only place I was literally started, almost like afraid for my life. I, yeah. mean, I was out by JFK, and it was mm. just like, this is where we're going to be. The wallpaper is falling off the walls inside. I was just like, oh, God. So yeah, that guy was a rager. He, he uh, Yeah, that was short-lived. I, I owed up to my mistake fairly quickly and got out of there as quickly as I could. Yeah, so, it seems like
2: a good good option. All right so is that what one- you wanted to talk about today is that the topic no, but it, was, it was no but that's but, a good one but it's an important one because there's a lot of them there's there's actually in business it's it's not unusual to have people that use anger as a technique and so it's 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 not uncommon
1: No but I mean I think of other bosses I've had on the other end of the spectrum who have been you know hugely inspirational for me Yeah, tend to be fairly quiet, but direct, but led by example. And to me those are like those are the people that you know, I really wanted to work for, that I enjoyed working for, that that weren't afraid to mix it up, weren't afraid to like I said, go out and and support you and have your back, you know, every every step of the way. And I've you know, told the story about one of my first managers that that uh you know, I was having a a bad stretch. You know, things just weren't going well for me. I'd been doing really, really well overall, but I just hit this two or three month month period where you know just nothing was happening. I was wasn't closing any of my deals and and yeah, you know, we'd been talking, but I show up at the office one day and he's basically waiting by the door and he's got his car keys in his hand and I said, Come on, let's go make some sales calls. And I remember that, that day, like it was yesterday, right? It was just like, yeah, come on, let's go make some calls. And it was just like, we just went out and had a day together, calling on mm. customers. And it was, mm. it really helped turn the tide. You know, in some cases, he was letting me do my thing, but, you know, he'd step in, he had stepped in. I learned some things from listening to him, you know, and how he handled certain situations. Cause I was still, you know, I was sort of crushing and I was still new and, and in a relative sense. And yeah yeah I would have uh, run through walls for him
2: you know it's interesting that you bring that up this session so our ceo is in town from tel aviv so it's not an easy thing mm-hmm. you know this is a this is a big push up to get here and he likes to come out and meet with the team and and we've got a new team here we're just building it so we're getting a lot of things put into place and there's one of the reps amazing Rep And it takes a while to get ramped. and he he took her to lunch yesterday just to tell her, "You know what? Just want you to know i'm you're doing great things. I have all the confidence in the world in you. I'm here to help you. Um I'm gonna uh, to work on this particular deal with you. And it meant so much to her that he, on his own initiative, took this time saw and picked up that, you know, maybe she felt a little discouraged. Mm-hmm. And to take that time with her, the other thing he did is he put together this game for the sales the, the sales reps that are here. Um, he used an app called Kahoot. And it's, you know, it's questions and there's points depending on how fast you go and if you answer the questions right. And he did this again with the the sales team yesterday and mm-hmm. it was so much fun and we all laughed and it was it was a really I, I just so appreciated his the effort, him taking big effort to be part of the team. And like you said, that goes so far. You know, I know the team is more motivated and will run through walls for this guy, um, as would I. Just because he continues to show up and be there and be really supportive, he's a he's a great leader.
1: Well, I so we're hey, we're talking about bosses and and if people. If you have stories about great bosses you worked for, you'd like to yeah, you know, like to tell us about. And hey, if it's a good enough story, we'll we're gonna we'll have you on the show as one of our guests here on Frontline Friday. But send it to um, acceleratefm dot or acceleratefm at gmail dot com. Uh, new email for you to send in send in questions and comments and stories for, because we'd love to hear you. Somebody's got a great story about a great boss, because I was going to talk about one that, you know, almost unimaginable when you think about these days, is worked for him for three years, CEO, and I I was a director level inside of VP that I worked for. Um, we, we never had a defined comp plan at the start of the year. And yeah. the CEO would Sort of put it together, you know, second quarter, third quarter. Oh my God. How did you get paid? Well, the thing is, he was, we always got paid and we got paid well, right? I mean, it's, we trusted him that whatever came yeah. out at the end of the day, because yeah. we had this incredible trust in him. I mean, he, he had set up this environment where he said, you know, I hate it. Because you know, he had grown up in sales and he said, you yeah, know, I always hated it being in this environment where you felt like, you know, the sword was hanging over the back of your neck, you know, the sword of Damocles. Um as a salesperson, like you always felt like, you know, impending doom. He said, Yeah, you just can't be productive in that environment. And so he created this environment that was just trust-based. We worked collaboratively, we worked exceedingly hard, but you know, no one ever freaked out about the fact that we were didn't really know our comp plans <laughs> right at the start of the year, because they always turned out to be I don't want to say advantageous. They were they were just good, fair comp plans, but we trust them to take care of us, and and the, I, the team was really motivated and, and hit the numbers and did extremely well.
2: Yeah, I think there's just that that element of trust. When the element of trust goes both ways, it's so powerful. I definitely feel that about our CEO now and and actually, this just the company in general is there's an incredible amount of goodwill and trust there's in a startup Andy you know there's so many things that aren't figured out i I'm always behind the eight ball uh-huh, in terms uh-huh. of uh, do I have the plans right do I have the territories right do I have the hiring right and there's just a tremendous amount of of goodwill and trust that we're gonna figure it out we're all working to figure it out and it goes a long way. You can feel it just in the, you can feel it in the way that and see it in the way that people interact with each other and the respect they give each other and how hard everybody works, in an environment that has a lot of ambiguity.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, again, another favorite boss of mine. I got, actually has been a mentor through much of my career. Is I was yeah early in my career, um, I was looking to get into. Just a long time ago, I ended up working at Apple. But before I went to work for Apple, I, I was interviewing some other startups. And so I interviewed with one VP of sales at this one startup that was very high high profile at the time. And he offered me the job at the end of the first interview. And he said, but I've got some advice for you. Don't take it.
2: <gasps> really?
1: <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. He goes, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but Yeah, this is an interesting company. I just don't think CEO has what it takes to pull this off. I didn't, you know, didn't know this when I first came on, but I I think this case now, and you know, who else are you looking at? And I told him you're looking at Apple, and so he says, "Yeah, go there for now." And so I thought, wow, that's pretty incredible. So after I'd left the company where the rager was, I was looking for work and. I'd seen this article in Fortune magazine about this company that was sort of revolutionizing satellite communications for businesses at the time, and data networking in general. This was you know a couple decades ago at least, and so I picked the phone and I cold called them. That was like on a Friday afternoon. When I saw On Monday morning. I picked the phone and and cold called the company. And said you know, I talked to the VP of sales. Uh, they said no, it's not available. I said, well, why are you calling? I said, well, I read the article in Fortune and said you're growing and wanted to talk about. A job in sales, and they said oh, excuse just a second, you know, hang up or didn't hang up, but so, you know, put me on hold and and came back on month later said yeah, can you come in and meet our VP of sales? I forget you now, day or two, and I said great. So I go in for the appointment. Well, it's this guy that had offered me the job before. It was like four years before that he told me not to take it. That's who the wow. VP of sales was. Yeah, wow. And as I said became this this mentor in my career because he yeah again, the trust factor exceedingly high, obviously from the beginning, since he had told me, you know, don't take that job, which turned out to be great advice in retrospect and and he i said just a guy I knew I could trust, he had my back, we God, we sold so much together collaboratively, um, but he was also this guy that was extremely challenging I mean he was painfully smart and yeah, I learned this great lesson from him, which which was you know, you got to stay ahead of your boss. Because <laughs> remember, one time I don't know after I'd been there a while, and I, he calls me on a Sunday afternoon and starts wanting to review accounts. And as we start going through accounts, it's like, oh my gosh, it's clear that in a couple of the accounts he had been talking to them because he had decided I wasn't moving fast enough on a couple of these deals. Mm. And you never want to be in that position, right? No. (laughs) Definitely not. Yeah, that was like a a big lesson. Um, And again, it wasn't, you know, some people would look at that as like, you know, hey, you went behind my back. No, it was none of that. You know, he wasn't being accusatory. It's just all about, we're moving quickly. Are you moving fast enough with us? And it was a fantastic lesson. Um, And it's just a joy to work with because I learned so much from him. And he would do absolutely anything for the customer. And you know, sort of that real customer centric how can we help you get where you want to go and be what accomplish what you want to accomplish? love and, it, yeah
2: having i I aspire to be that boss that people talk about, and not because I want to be talked about, because I want to be that positive influence. I want to be the one that helps, that gets the privilege of riding along with somebody in their careers as they're moving forward, um, to be that, that safe place, but that's also somebody who will challenge and help ones grow, somebody grow. So I aspire to that. I've had some great managers in my a career thankfully and i think the best way we learn is by seeing and so i'm really fortunate that i've i've been able to see it and uh, just my aspiration i'm constantly r- 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 trying to learn and be better and just of all the things i care about in fact right before this session i had a one on one and i told my rep i said uh, one of the reps who works for me i said of all the things that matters to matter to me You and I pointed at the like the pod of sales reps. I said that's matters most. I care more about um, doing right by you because if I do right by you guys, the board will be happy, the the CEO will be happy, the company will do well. So, sort of what we talked about Mm -hmm. you know, focus on the customer, focusing on um, as a manager, my people. Yep. I I think for me, that's it's that's where it begins and ends.
1: Yeah, I think the people that really end up succeeding more in sales are those that are fortunate enough to work for really good managers. And I and I I haven't seen you know (laughs) evidentiary proof of this, but this is my own experience over decades. Is that yeah, the people I see that are really successful on a consistent basis are those that have been fortunate enough to work for people that care first and foremost about them and put their interests first and help them achieve what they want to achieve.
2: Yeah, I couldn't agree more.
1: All right. Well, Bridget, I know you got to take off. It's a Friday. You've got things to do.
2: I know. Yes, and always a pleasure.
1: Always a pleasure. And friends, thank you again for spending this time with us. We really appreciate it. As we said before, if you haven't had a chance to subscribe to Accelerate and Frontline Fridays, make sure you do go to iTunes or whatever app you use to listen to the the program. Subscribe. Leave us a review. We want to hear what we can do to make this a more valuable investment of your time. So, Bridget, thank you. Friends, thank you. We'll talk to you next week.
2: Sounds great. Thanks, Andy.